one. Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. It's the Monday show where I hang out with my friends on a Monday and we talk about Age of Sigmar. Now, the thing to remember about the Monday show, this is going to be my new intro on the 2023, is that the Monday show is just meant to be where I hang out with my buds and we do talking. We just chat. It's just like a chat show. Some people describe them as a brocast. We would we could have ladies on here as well. It could be a anybody cast. But what it's meant to be is like just some japes. My friend Nathan, for example, who's on the show, it was his birthday only yesterday. And if you'd like to go onto his Twitter and wish him happy birthday, that would be great. So we would talk about his birthday and things we he did for his birthday. And he said, Oh yeah, I did these things on my birthday. And then uh, I would talk to James. James has had a little bit of a rocky time with Age of Sigmar at the minute, uh, but he's been playing Lord of the Rings and Marvel Crisis Protocol and loads of other games. So he always brings like this other kind of like slant to the games that we love to talk about on a Monday, which is really great. And I love James. And then Dan, who is, he works for Netflix. He travels around the world. He's an Australian living in Canada. He's worked in like production for such a long time. He's just a really good person to talk to and he's really funny. So that's the those are the people on the show. Yeah, James is the wild card, I guess. Right, so uh, let's let's find out how they've all been doing. James, how have you been doing? Well, James isn't here today, so that's a bit of a shame. He currently isn't very well because not many people are well at this moment. There's a bit of a crisis going around the world. You may have heard about it. So unfortunately, James won't be here. So no James today. That's okay. Dan is currently in Australia seeing his family for Christmas and therefore isn't at the right time zone to film this. And so Dan is also not here. And then Nathan, unfortunately, it was his birthday. Again, happy birthday, Nathan. Happy birthday. Uh, and so, um, uh, and so, unfortunately, uh, he his internet wasn't working. And so he's also, today, been un- unable to make the show. So I guess... This will be the Monday show, where I did, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the bro show, but it's just me for today, which is going to be fine, okay? And now I do have one special guest. His name, <laughs> for everyone who's listened to the podcast, I have raised a scrawny-looking puppet. I'm not scrawny! To the camera. His name is Shilly. Hello! And Shilly is uh, maybe like a bit of a counter to me. He doesn't necessarily believe that, uh, he, you know, he, he's very much the corporate fanboy. Hello! Uh, like he believes that you should maybe pick up the loot boxes from Games Workshop. Yes, I do! The loot boxes may contain good things, and they aren't just a predatory way to steal money from consumers for a company that's incredibly profitable. Exactly. Thank you, Shilly. So, there you go. Uh, Shilly will be back later, I'm sure, with more thoughts. Goodbye! Uh, but right now, uh, Shilly, is in, Shilly is on the influencer list. Uh, okay, all right, so... First thing we'll talk about is how is everyone? Well, thanks for asking. I've been doing really well the past couple of weeks, obviously, since the last time we streamed, uh, which was just after, was it just after Christmas? I'm not sure. Uh, but I've run four different single Age of Sigmar events. Thanks for asking. No problem. What were the events like? Well, they were just one day events, but we ran them back to back because between Christmas and New Year's tends to be a quiet time in the year. And I thought maybe people would like to hang out with their friends, play some games and do all sorts of other stuff. 
Were there lots of people there? Yeah, most of the events were sold out, actually. Only one of them was a bit quiet. But I had a really good time. It was nice seeing some people. And I even got to play as a spare player one time. <laughs> That's crazy. Could you imagine if you'd have won the event as a spare player? Well, strange of you to ask uh, and say. But I actually, at one point, um, uh, won my first two games. It was only a three-round event. And I nearly... Uh, Jesus, this is sad. And I nearly uh, won the event, only I played against Nathan Prescott. It would have been great to have had Nathan here to discuss that game and just generally both of us playing for the win. But unfortunately, uh, he's not. And so I'll describe to you what happened. I played the first two games and I, I returnally beat people. Returnally? was not correct. Fatly beat people because I'm fat now. And then what happened was I played Ewan in a game and I played Dan in a game. Ewan is actually the club president of my club. He plays OCR Bone Reapers and loves, loves Star Wars. Uh, he was great and it was great seeing him there. Also, Nikos came to the event, which I loved. In my second game, First game, second game, I played Dan. Dan was playing with his Nighthorn, and that was super fun as well. I've known Dan for ages. I'm a huge Dan fan. Uh, he lives around here locally and is also in my gaming club. So two great games. And then I got drawn into Nathan. <laughs> you must have been thinking, what an easy rise. This is only playing Gits. That's correct. I was thinking that. Thanks for asking. And what happened was uh, we got drawn up against each other, and then Nathan cried. He's like, I've never won an event with my Gits, Rob. Like, apart from, obviously, the Gobbapalooza one. I've never won an event. I can't believe that I'm having to play you as you're a tactical genius. And then I said, I am. Thanks, Nathan. I really am. And so we played, but I let him win so that he didn't cry, which I think was very nice of me and therefore brilliant. So that was it. Other than that, we had like, we had Math Mallow came to two of the one days back to pack. First day, he uh, he won the event 3-0. And then the second day as a spare player, he also won the event as a spare player. And this is an interesting point I'd like to talk about. I think, uh, thank you very much, <laughs> Terry, for the 20 pounds to the show. Oh, it's very sweet of you. Thanks. Uh, this is my turn. Um, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, uh, a lot have thrown me now. Where was I? Where was I, co-host? Well, you were describing how uh, Math Muller was a spare player. Oh, thanks. I was. So, as the spare player... <sighs> as the spare player... This is going to be a long fucking show. As the spare player, uh, Math Muller went 3-0. And I think spare players should be deadly. They should be like a house robot in wo Robot Wars, if you haven't seen it. Um, and effectively, they should be like the final boss. Like, you know, you should hire like a Matt Goldsborough, yeah? So that you get to the end of an event and you've won five games, like, you know, a Gavin, yeah? Or a Tom Guan. You get to the end of an event and you think, that's it, I've won the event. And then boss music plays, yeah? Someone play boss music in their head, you know what I mean? And then in walks a boss, yeah, and then they should the final boss. You should play them. That's how spare players should be. Thank you to Gypsy D for donating five gift subs in the chat. Let's go. House bots use their corporate money to destroy the dreams of children. Exactly, right? Exactly. Okay, so I had an event. Gets one. Lumineth Realm Lords. Actually, quite interesting fact. Uh, Matt Goldsborough turned up on the third day. 
uh, sorry, on the fourth day, the fourth day, sorry, the fourth day. And what happened was on day one and day two, Math Mallow, Matt Goldsborough's teammate in Team Wales, he won six games in a row with Teclis and Sentinels and hid them all in the corner. And then Matt Goldsborough turned up on the final day and also using a completely different Teclis and Sentinels deployed in three more corners and also won that event. So it was Lumineth Realm Lords, Techless Sentinels, Lumineth Realm Lord, Techless Sentinels, <laughs> Gits, <laughs> Lumineth Realm Lords, Techless Sentinels. That was the, the, the weekend. And that's, that's brought us up to date. That's everything I've been up to. Hey, Rob, have you been up to any hobby? Hey. Thanks for asking. I'm actually working on a Gits army right now. I've decided I would like to do a troll army because uh, my Zinch army and my Iron Jaws army are a little bit too good. So I would like a kind of spare player army that would be fun to push around. And I thought, what the hell? Trolls are pretty fun. So I've printed a load of trolls and I'm currently slap chopping the bejesus out of them. It's just a bunch of river trolls and stone trolls. Although I currently think that they're not called those things. They're called rock guts and whatever the other ones are. But I'm going to be doing that. And I'm very excited about maybe the new GH, not GHB, the new Gits book potentially coming up. Yeah? Oh, perfect. Hey, sounds good, Rob. What kind of colors are you going for? Actually, I'm not really sure. Any suggestions, please do let me know. Okay. So that's so normally ask how everyone's doing. Done that. Ask everyone about a hobby we're doing. That's great. Play any games? I played loads of games. So I've done that. That's the that's the beginning. That's the beginning of the show. Perfect. Only takes nine minutes when there's not four people. That's pretty good. Okay. On to the news. Okay. On to the news section. Well, have you been keeping up with the news, Rob? I have. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the news. And the, the news especially, oh, what did I get for Christmas? Um, I'm being asked. Okay, well, for Christmas, uh, I, for Christmas, I got some more. Oh, no, we're not meant to talk about it. I was playing some, I've been bought some Necromunda. I also got, oh, my friend also got me some books. And then my friend Nick also got me some Star Wars, actually. So I got some more Necromunda. I've got a lot of Necromunda now. But obviously, as you know, or if you watch the Tuesday show, I'm not allowed to talk, talk about it. So um, did you get a new camera, Rob, looking delightfully crisp? I did actually get a new camera, actually. I suppose this was actually a Christmas present. Uh, one of my friends um, like was like, hey, bud, do you want anything for, for Christmas? And I was like, oh, I'd love a new camera. So I do... Did also get a new camera. So um, it's not like a super fancy one like you would use as a DSLR, uh, but it's just called an Elgato face cam. So if anyone's enjoying that, uh, there you go. Um, uh, also, weird note, I was also walking through Scotland over Christmas, just bumped into a Games Workshop painter called Sughammer, if anyone's ever heard of her. Crazy stuff is what it was. Crazy stuff. Uh, but she was a delightful human being to talk to uh, over Christmas. Uh, well, that one time I bumped into her, so that was a really crazy coincidence. Okay, uh, Hawkeye, thanks for resubscribing. Let's talk about the news, shall we? Okay, so on to the news. Have you been keeping track of the news, co-host? Well, I haven't. Please tell me what's been happening. Well, Games Workshop showed all the stuff that they've released this year for Age of Sigmar, which was basically fucking nothing. If anyone has seen, like, they released, like, some FOMO box dudes and Slaves to Darkness. Literally nothing. Um, uh, she, all right. But they did showcase this. 
So for podcast guys listening at home, for some reason you're listening to here, they've showcased a bunch of silhouetted minis yeah, in a kind of red light sort of process. So we already know um, what some of these are because we've got some internet detectives who were on the case. They are very talented internet detectives. So let's talk about it, shall we? The first one is the new incarnate. It's a spider or some sort of spider creature, not a spider fang, but some sort of some sort of spider, a spider of some kind, spiders. So be careful of this. Um, so there's a spider coming, and therefore a new incarnate coming, which we can all ban from our tournaments before it's even released. Congratulations! So that's great. Um, oh, Rob, why would you possibly uh, just be banning it outright? That's a bit unfair. I kind of want to get it. Oh. Well, if you do want to get it, obviously you can get a miniature you like. And just because I would ban them at my tournaments doesn't mean you obviously have to ban them at your tournaments or even from when you play in your games. It turns out I don't have almost any power over your games you play at home or with your friends at all. Almost zero. Probably none. So I won't be able to stop you doing whatever you like. It's just an opinion from an internet dude. That's it, right? That's it. Right, and you shouldn't listen to internet dudes. They're all idiots. That's what I said. <laughs> right, okay. So the first one is that guy. Um, uh, you're not allowed opinions anymore. That's correct. Right. So this next one, uh, this next one is quite clearly a saurus. Quite clearly a saurus. Now there's some ban all silhouettes. <laughs> I agree. Right. So the saurus is actually a pretty exciting one because of the rumors. Rumours, Rob? What rumours? Thank you, co-host. Uh, well, the rumours right, are that the Seraphon range is getting a complete overhaul. Completely new models. Whole new range. Will they ever understand what a Stegodon is? Because they sell us a Triceratops, but it looks like a Stegodon. No, sorry. They sell us a Stegodon, but it looks like a Triceratops. So, the rumor is a complete range refresh for Seraphon. That's the rumor. Okay? Except, obviously, Salamanders. They're staying exactly the same. Identical, those Salamanders. No change. Um, Stegodon isn't a Stegosaurus. You don't know anything about Stegodon's Scrivo. I'll fight you in the chat. Right, okay, so new Seraphon. Okay, and there's an, yet again, to reconfirm, as you can see, there is yet another Saurus model. Uh, so we first we had a Saurus on foot, and it looked like it could be either character or infantry. Thanks, Tim Weasel, for resubscribing. But the, the, the dude on top in this silhouette, and again, ban all silhouettes, is quite clearly a Carnosaur-style miniature, and therefore, there you go. Um, right. Lastly, we have what looks to be a Slaneshi model right now. Um, this is, oh, hold on. Uh, we've got, uh, sorry, we've got a kind of like a, a twisted character model in the silhouette who, um, this is going to be quite important. This is for the Flesh Eater Quartz refresh. So we're thinking this is all Flesh Eater Quartz because we also know Flesh Eater Quartz are getting a whole new model range this year as well. Yes, Mr. Budtastic Guy, thank you for being in the chat. It's very nice to see you. I won't have much time to talk to you in the chat, though, because I'm hosting this broadcast with me and all my friends on the Monday show, the show that's mainly about fun and banter 
with your friends. So it makes you feel like you've got a friend at home. That's what it is. That's what the Monday show's about. It feels like you've got a bud at home. That's how I want you to feel. I want you to feel right now like you've walked into a couple of mates at the pub who've been like, just join us at our table. Sit down. We'll talk about anything. You talk to me. Right? Uh, Right, so... Uh, the last one is a Seneshi model. Now, there's going to be some people. Um, there's going to be some people who will say that this is going to be the Umbraneth Shadow Elves. I need to be really clear about this. This is super important for me to you. I hope the Umbraneth never come out. Uh, the Shadow Elves. That's what they called the Umbraneth. And the reason for that is, is I hate you. Like I hate every word that's ever poured out of your disgusting mouth. Every time you've. <sighs> Every post for 15 years, even though Age of Sigmar is only six years old, you've said, but what about the Shadow Elves? And you are the worst people. You're the people who can't enjoy your day. You're the people who are like, oh, whoa, I can't wait for Christmas. What about today? Why not just have a nice day today? That's what that looks like. There we go. But it could be Malarian. Anyway, so that's the, that's the news from there. Pretty interesting news. What do you think, co-host? <laughs> well, I think uh, some of those look very exciting. I'm most interested in the Saurus one, but what would James would be interested in? But I quite like the Elf one. I quite like the Elf one. Um, can we talk about the need to put base sizes on the War Scrolls? Absolutely. We should just put base sizes on War Scrolls 100%. I agree. So new Flesh Eater Courts, new Seeds of Sigmar, which will be called... Um, the Crusade dudes, and then new flesh eat courts. There is one problem. Uh, <laughs> there is one problem, though. Um, we're all bots, that's true. There is one problem, however. The new piece of Chaos book is out soon, and the current rumor is that some of the Age of Sigmar ranges are being absolutely squatted at the release of the Old World, as in they are currently in Age of Sigmar and they're going to be taken out of Age of Sigmar. How do you feel about that, Mr. Co-host? Well. Well. <laughs> Whatever's good for Games Workshop is the best. They are very smart and they are trying hard for us. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, co-host there. Little Gork, thanks for resubscribing. Um... Uh, thank you. Could it be general order and else uh, what are they squatting? We don't know. Uh, we don't know. Okay. Right. So that's the first bit of news. But loads of new models this year, which is really exciting because I think it's fair to say, and all of my co-hosts would agree, would agree that uh, they haven't really released a lot of models in the past year. That's pretty boring. That's pretty boring. Like, they love releasing books. Thank you, Dr. Demento, for resubscribing. But we're not really sure we want to just keep having books forever. What are we? A fucking library? No. Is this a book club? No. We're, we're war hammerers. We're war gamers. Hobby, hobby uh, Thank you to Dude Day for donating 10 pounds for Nathan's internet. Let's go. I'm going to send that directly to him. Thank you. Um, pirates. We're, are we pirates? Well, it's a great... Thank you for the segue. Uh, because as my co-hosts will have seen, there's a brand new miniature available from Games Workshop, which you can play. 
I guess in Age of Sigmar, but it's a carriage and overlords. But you have to go to a, a physical store in 2023. That isn't what I was promised. I was promised a dystopian far future with a bunch of maybe flying vehicles. Lots of noodles and ramen would be available in this neon-esque future. Yeah, and very little to do with going to physical stores. So I'm a bit gutted. However, however, there's a new Arkanor Admiral, and he is carrying a tiny little tiny little ship. He's got his own little model of a ship. So in what is the true like kind of like timeline of all Warhammer hobbyists, we're gonna end up as train collectors. But before that, we already have model boats, carriage and overlords, and then we've got these little tiny ships. We've got these little tiny ships, um, uh, which is very cute in my opinion. So that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, so he's carrying his own little ship around as a model. And I'm not really sure why. Uh, Torque is equipped with a mighty skull hammer. Um, uh, are the two build options. The helmet's option shows off the Admiral's battle scars while carrying the helmet, while the other build keeps his helmet in place. Instead, he carries an adorable model of an Arkanor ironclad. Okay, these miniatures will be available at store anniversary events from February 2023 onwards. So, Games Workshop likes to celebrate each store as it grows up, um, and yet doesn't celebrate paying its staff a comparable wage to inflation, which is nice of them that uh, they do that. Um, they they importantly don't uh, match inflation. That's super important to point out. But they do celebrate stores, which is uh, a thing. Anyway, so then you can pick up this very cute miniature who's holding his own tiny little dwarf, right? Which is very, very cute. Yeah? Very, very cute. So we love that. Uh, yeah, we heard you like models, so we put a model in your model. Um can we mention that the Ghoul King Boxing Day model has a 40mm base and not a 32mm base? Shugo, we can, because that means it's the wrong base size for the current rules for the Ghoul King. Uh, it's a good point to point out, so just be careful of that. A miniature miniature, if you will. King Caligan, I would. Okay, so that is almost all of the news. Uh, the other bit of news, very quickly. Now, I don't want to be this guy. I don't, but I'm going to be very quick quick on this. Um, no one likes... No one likes a, an egotist and that's why i have other people on the show so that you can see that i have friends i have people who want to hang out with me on a monday evening they like spending time with me maybe even talking to me about one of our favorite hobbies and that is what i like to avoid because i do a lot of shows on my own so i like to have a show where i just hang out with my buds and we don't just make it all about stuff i do basically however <laughs> So, uh, we so some in some other news. Uh, many times in the past year or so, traveling around the world, gallivanting, some would say, some would say gallivanting, and instead, uh, well, not instead. I have been gallivanting, so I've been around the world talking to people. And every time I would go to somewhere, they would say, "Hey, Rob, if you're going to an event in England, what event would you go to?" And I would respond with this: "Well, there's a couple of events I would go to, but they're already sold out." And they're like, "Wow, already?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They really are. Because two things are true of everyone who plays Age of Sigmar in England. Number one is that they get tickets far in advance. And number two, if they ever have to pay more than £45 for a terrible chip dinner yeah, and some shit boards uh, in a school hall, they will riot. You have never seen riots like it. A lot of people think the riots in the 80s were something to do with the oppression caused by the Tories. But no, it was actually because someone dared insinuate that you could pay £50 for an event, uh, a Warhammer event, 
in the UK, yeah, uh, and that they might improve the quality of the event. That's what the riots are about. However, however, all of the events are normally sold out because they don't tend to go too big. So, what we have done, and what, and all of these, so all of these international people are like, Rob, what event should I go to? What event should I go to? What event should I go to? So eventually, I was like, well, I'll just get you all to come for one event. So I've signed up some people from around the world. So there's the tough crowd over in the USA, shout out them. There's the wicked nicey boys uh, out of Boston. They're coming over. There's some people from Georgia and Texas, and their gaming clubs coming over as well. And then we've also got people from Sweden, Norway, Italy, all coming to the UK, and in fact, all coming to Nottingham for the World Club Clash. So is there any dates on this yet? The answer is no. There are no dates on this right now. Um, because I want to gauge interest. Because if I can fit 300 people in a room, I will. If I can get to three, 400, like, it doesn't matter how big. However many clubs want to come, that's how many I'll try and accommodate. So instead of just picking a date and saying 64 people can come, fuck everyone else, I was like, well, how many people want to come? And we're going to run this event. It's called the World Club Clash. And we're going to be running it definitely in Nottingham because I don't want to go anywhere else. And mainly because if people are traveling from all over the world, if people are coming from all over the world to go to one place, then why don't they come to Nottingham where they can also visit Warhammer World at the same time? So that's the other bit of news for Age of Sigmar players is that there's a giant club. And if you'd like to get in touch, then you could obviously just tweet the Honest Wargamer. Uh, we have a Discord as well, or you could leave a comment on the video or just get someone to message me. Everyone knows how to get in touch with me if you really want to. So just do it. Not Facebook pages. Don't do that. I'll never reply to that. Um, there we go. Uh, it's really weird. Uh, is it really a World Club Clash if you don't have any from three continents? It's a great question. Uh, actually, you'll find that that is from three continents. If, they, if they're coming from Europe, that's a separate continent to England, um, So, which is what we voted for. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got people from America that's three continents so but if people do want to come from Australia for example or we, I know that there's actually a thriving scene in South Africa if they'd like to pop up right then I'd please please do join us or New Zealand that would be great that would be the best one um, okay right so that's the news okay so oh wow we've covered all the news in the news section Rob how do you feel about that well, thanks, co-host. Yeah, it's been going really well. There's lots of good news. Exciting times for Age of Sigmar. We know the new Beast of Chaos book is out soon. We know, and we know the new Beast of Chaos soon is out the week after the General's Handbook. <laughs> Rob, that's crazy. I know. Because guess what? The General's Handbook leaked this week, or last week, near Christmas. Rob, that's crazy. That can't have happened. It did. It happened in full. The entire book plus... Hold on, let me just go get this. Uh, plus, the um, the Battle Scroll update also updated as well. Well, that's crazy, Rob. Maybe we should look through the Battle Scroll update first. <laughs> I agree. Let's do that. Um, is Slaves to Darkness this month, Rob? Uh, Gary, I think Slaves to Darkness is, is not this month. I think it's going to be after the Beast book, um, if that answers your question. Um, which races were they talking about taking out? Uh, Vicious Goose, I have no idea. Uh, is Miniac Santa Claus? Yes. Now, a lot of people uh, don't know the situation, so I'll just be really clear again. Um, some people may have watched the uh, the Miniac video, so Games Workshop kicked me out. 
um, which is a video you can find on his channel. He's one of the smaller YouTubers that you can go and check out. His name's Mini, Mini, as in a Mini, a small car, Ack. He really likes small cars, uh, and he started making hobby content. At, the kid's got chops. We'll see if he can do well with it. Um, anyway, he got invited. Yeah, he's a mini yak. Small fella. Loves fluffy animals. And uh, he went to a Warhammer World event, the, the Horus Heresy, um, and he got kicked out for taking a photo of some models that he didn't know he wasn't meant to take photos of, which is fine. That happens. You don't really know. Now, what most people don't know, he's he act, is that was part of an elaborate Ocean's Eleven-style caper. That was an adventure that he'd been on, which no one knew about, where actually several other undercover agents, not, I can't name them, went in and downloaded all of the other information off the hard drives, okay? So he accidentally leaked something to get the Games Workshop security off the back of everyone else. I kind of like, he kind of took the fall for everyone, like a Spartacus-style character. And, and then we got the leaks. And so the entire Battle Scroll has been leaked as well, which is good. If you don't know what the Battle Scroll is, Battle Scroll is a quarterly update where they update the points uh, and as well, and do some FAQs to balance the game system. Um, it was a new range of uh, Miniac Vince and Ninja in suits and shades. <laughs> um, uh, leaked by Mastermind, only known as VV. Exactly. The only person, we didn't know who it was, but we heard the Mastermind behind this caper was called VV, uh, is who it was. Uh, didn't that happen months ago? It did, but that's the point about these digital files. Because as we know from the leaked version of the GHB, it's at least four months old. The last Battle Scroll update we had changed the Purple Sun so it no longer auto-slayed characters. However, the new General's Handbook, which we've seen and read through, we know that the, the Purple Sun is back to its new version. So we know that they write these books at least four months ahead of time is how far they go. Yeah. Uh, aprons for everyone. <laughs> uh, please, can if anyone in the chat or who's watching the podcast at home would like to draw me the Miniac uh, and other content creator Super Squad uh, in a Notions 11 style. Oh, thanks so much to some Norwegian dude for donating £25. Your GHB vid was a great summary. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. I spent three days on that. Three days. It's so much longer than I needed to spend on it. Like, But what's kind of interesting, little side note, sidebar, Co-commentators, if you don't, oh, sorry, co-hosts, if you don't mind me taking a moment to talk about myself. No problem, Rob, go ahead. Seems you've done a lot of that. Um, I can't believe other content creators get these books like a month ahead of time. And then the best they can do is fucking read, on, read through it on the day. Sure, I spent three days making the video. So that's a long time. I recognize that. But also, like, come on. Like, Coach does a good job. I think Coach does a good job. If there was anyone, like, that's who I'd like to shout out in that particular section. Um, so there we go. Um, uh, does uh, make me spend more time on other stuff. Uh, thank you, some Norwegian dude. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, I've worked in editing publishing. It's typically at least six months. That's definitely true. Um, Coach does his work. Also, uh, yeah, he does. Coach does do his work. Right, okay, so the Battle Scroll update. Okay, um, just no, no one's got four hours. That's what I'm saying, crit viewer. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, and don't sound the changes. That's true. Uh, right. Okay. So, 
Uh, better than most, you uh, assume to the word. Thanks, some Norwegian dude. Right, so the battle scroll update is this quarterly update, and as you can see, very few changes. Almost no changes, because obviously there's a new GHB out. So with a new GHB out, you don't have to make many changes, because you don't have any idea what the game is going to look like anyway, right? Um, <laughs> no one has four hours. <laughs> Right, okay, so uh, they have done one FAQ change, though, and this is the Daughters of Cain, and this is where you don't no longer get an additional victory point with two of their battle tactics. Now, again, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, and for some reason you've listened to me talking to myself already for 30 minutes... Battle tactics are something that you play in Age of Sigmar. You have grand strategies, battle tactics. You choose them at the start of each of your turns. You also get them in the core book, uh, but we play in battle packs. Battle packs are inside of a GHB, and they happen for every six months. So we use, if you play in a tournament, using all of the battle tactics that you can find in that battle pack. However, you also have... Uh, battle tactics inside your battle tome so you can open that bad boy up and then there's some in there as well some are super easy and some are never going to happen and for some reason with daughters of cain no one knows why you also started to get additional victory points for those uh, battle tactics which then seems to have not followed on to the others so it's just an idea that they had they wrote it in and they never went back to it so now they've faq'd it as not being there right um uh, was that the net or Rob the Broke? Uh, yes, uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, um, uh, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello to everyone with Plymouth Troll Slayers. Oh, the Club Clash. Plymouth Troll Slayers are coming to the Club Clash. That's in my... Um, Sin guy is livid. <laughs> Sin guy is livid. So that is everything there. But then the other bit of news is... So that's the only FAQ change they made. They didn't FAQ loads of other stuff... But that's the only one they did. And then they've also decided to do points changes. And these are really interesting. We should go through these in a big, long video where we look at them in detail. But let's shout out some big changes. And one of them is the steam tank is down 15 points. This is game changing. Game changing. Let me tell you. Because the people that run steam tanks are already completely unhinged. So the fact that they've gone down 15 points means that they're going to think that they can take more of them. When we should be trying to convince them that there should be less of them. It's like in your local community when the drug dealer says, I've got really good drugs. What we should be saying to our friends is, stop taking the drugs. And instead they hear it and they think, oh, more drugs. It's just, it's not good. But there are some other changes that we're talking about. Um, not sure it's revolutionary, but Screaming Bell got 45 points off. Absolutely. Decimators at 215. Shout out your favorite changes in the chat. Steam Tank Commander down 20 points. Cheaper drugs, exactly. Uh, my guy in my club has Steam Tank Army. He talks about as if in a dream. I told you, Steam Tank players are the most crazy fucking people. They're super weird, right? Okay, yeah. The turtle down 45 points is super exciting. Uh, Cities of Sigmar doesn't really matter. That's going to get squatted. So, uh, by the way, if you can currently sell your Cities of Sigmar army, sell them. The stonks on them is going down unless they're all on square bases. Go and find all your Cities of Sigmar stuff and yard sale it. Flash fire. Just get rid of it. Get it out. Right? Just get it out. Okay. Daughters of Cain. The hilarious thing about Daughters of Cain is they put the fighty snakes 
up by 10 points. They're called Blood Sisters. They put the Fighty Snakes up 10 points. And for some reason, they didn't change the Bow Snakes because they are mental. They're mental. They're loot boxes where they used to get rid of all leftover. Yeah, I've been lying around. Yeah, right? Mental. This is the most crazy thing I've ever seen, right? Most crazy thing. So that's Doors of Cain. That's the big update from them. Uh, for Fire Slayers, there's generally been points reduction on a lot of stuff, which is pretty exciting. They have put the Rune Master up five points, but generally there's been a five, ten point drop on some of them, um, which has been okay. Fire Slayers looking good, new addition. Uh, I Deepkin, eels down. Ladies and gentlemen, what the frick? Eels, Eastling Guard down 15 points. Morsar Guard down 15 points. The Eidolon of the Sea down 35 points. I'm oh, sorry, Aspect of the Storm down 35 points. And the Leviadon down 40 points is massive. Absolutely stonks. I love the turtle. I think the turtle is actually really good. He stops the first turn alpha, gives plus one save. Stack that up with cover. You got plus two to your save before you even do an all-out defense. You got the strongest like counter alpha you've got available with also the addition of Forgotten Nightmares. What a great army. And the games which were like, lol, we don't seem to be selling. They've literally looked at a sales metric and they were like, last year, we seem to be selling literally fucking insane amount of eels. And then this year, no eels. What's happened? And it was like, well, because last year eels were broken and this year they're not. You, what are you doing? They've looked at that sales chart and they've gone, we need to drop the points on those bad boys. Idiots. Absolute idiots. But the total being now 40 points is amazing stuff. Yeah, get, get on it. Get a turtle, get two turtles. Yeah, just fly them around. Right, they're so good, right? Absolutely love a turtle. But eels, eel spam is back, baby. Which isn't, which they were, it was only ever gone for like nine months. Can we discuss the, I, the the uh, the the Deepkin have been out for like four years and then they've just been oh, sorry <laughs> let my co-host talk much co-host your thoughts um, the <laughs> the Deepkin were out for four years and for three years and three months eels was the only way to play right anyway uh, carriage and overlords they dropped Brock down forty points it's not enough but they put the engine masters down a bit. Uh, but they just reduced the points on a lot of stuff, but not by enough, in my personal opinion. Um, and they really should have done a little bit more on some of those units, especially uh, the Sky Wardens and the Thunderers. Well, Thunderers have gone down five points, and they featured a lot, which is pretty good. But, like, Engine Riggers down, just get them cheaper. So I say, get them cheaper. Also, question for everyone in the chat. Do the Bubble Boys count as mounts? Are the Bubbles mounts? Because if not, they're pretty good sharpshooters, Right. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, get yourself some uh, Endrin Riggers. Get yourself some uh, some sharpshooters and get playing. That's what I say. Lumereth Realm Lords. Uh, Alarith, uh, Spirit of the Mountain, has gone down points. The important part here is they put Stone Mage up 10 points, Stone Heart King and Stone Guard up 10 points. Uh, or the uh, Sorry, they put the Avalonor up 20 points. And that's to stop the Eumetrica build, which wasn't even the best build in the book anyway, which is hilarious. And they have put the Rune of Petrification up by 20 points, which is really good. However, unfortunately, this is currently the best army in the game. Quote me. Fucking quote me. Air quote me. Write it down. Quote me. Best army in the game. Rune of Petrification, Technado, the New Realm spell. They've got Sentinels. 
it's all done. You're done. You're done. Best best army in the game. So get it gone. Uh, just quote me directly. Uh, next up uh, is Seraphon. Uh, Seraphon had some big changes. Hey, listen to this. The Engine of the Gods is now 300 points. So only 150 points off where it needs to be, which is which is fine. Uh, you had some small dips on some stuff like a Razordon, like who cares? And Salamanders are up to 150 points, up 10 points. They launched at 80 points. They launched at 80 points and they're now 150 points. Okay, they're nearly there. They're normal, nearly at double. That would be like Archeon being released at a thousand points and eventually ending at 500 points. They undercosted that so badly for so long. Incredible stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, tech list equals. Salamander's honestly still too cheap. Super agree. Yeah. Uh, the FAQ changed how render tracks with minus two ignore made them a lot more resilient, in my opinion. Uh, Gary, I agree with you. Uh, Stormcast Eternals, some amazing stonks in here. Sequitur's down 25 points is incredible. Ballista down 10 points, not bad. Um, uh, then Knight Arcanum down 25 points, huge news. Knight Quester down 20 points, love that. The Venator down 35 points is great, right? But that's before we get into other... Uh, Lord Arcanum on Dracoline is fine, but um, where's the one I want? Hold on. Uh, Drake's One Templar down 55 points, it's still trash. No one cares. But Castigator's down 15 points. Do you know how many Castigators you can run in a list? Because there's a man called Chris. He's called Crockhammer on Twitter. And he will tell you, it's a lot of fucking Castigators. What will they do next to nothing? But that's exciting. Formulators went up 10 points, which is honestly hilarious. 230 points for two Formulators. They've now gone up 10 points. They are so commonly taken in competitive lists. They have so much output in those two tiny little fellas on top of the dragon. Like, a Forminator does more damage than the guy riding a dragon, right? Anyway, but they've gone up 10 points, but the, the Evocators on Celestial Dracolines have come down and match points, 240 for 240. That's actually super exciting. Super exciting. You could do some crazy stuff with that. Retribute is down 25 points. Uh, is also really fun. I really like that. They've never been good, the the uh, Evocators on Celestial Drag Alliance. Never been good. Never been close to being good. Never been good. But for 240 points, they're still not as good as Formulators. But they look cool. That's what I'm going to say. Stormdrake Guard didn't change. The most insane thing I've ever read. Stormdrake Guard did not change. Stormdrake Guard... So common in competitive lists. It's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Uh, Vanguard Raptors with Hurricane Crossbows went down 30 points. And legit, they're not good. But every time I read their War Scroll, I think they might be good. Eventually, someone convinces me they're not. But I love it. So you should, you should do that, right? Like, go read their War Scroll. Try to convince your friends. And then just get... Get long strikes instead, which didn't change points and probably very, very good in this edition. So super good. Um, uh, right, okay, next up, uh, Sylvaneth. And the stonks on Sylvaneth. Simon, if you're listening, yeah? Gammy, if you're listening over in Australia, it's us three. The Tree Lord meta has begun. Me, my co-hosts, all of my co-hosts, don't really want to talk about it right now. I've been making them sick with it. So... The excitement that you can feel coming out of the Tree Lord meta team is wild. Three Tree Lords, Durthu, Tree Lord Ancient, which went down 35 points. Oh, no, hold on. 
30, no, hold on. Tree Lord Ancient went down 30 points. Tree Lords went down 30 points. So you can get three Tree Lords as battle line. That's not even 750 points. Then you can put a Tree Lord Ancient in. You're at 1,100 points. A Durthu. And then you've got loads of points. Teleport around the board. Just being big lads. Right? This is just so good. They might survive now to turn three now versus Teclas. Listen, Math Mallow in the chat who is an excellent Tree Lord player, excellent human being, and also a great Teclis player. Fuck off. That's what I'm going to say. Right? You're right, but that doesn't... Like, why can't the Tree Lord reduction... Also, the reductions in this GHB... Uh, sorry, in this Battle Scroll is fantastic. i got to applaud Games Workshop. Right? Tree Lord players are not the same as Steam Tank players. I refuse to believe that that is true. Steam Tank players are a different sort of human being. Right? All right. Now, uh, it doesn't matter. You can just run a lot of Tree Lords. It's my point. And I'm for it. Uh, Gossamid Archers also went down 10 points. And that's actually very interesting, especially in the new GHB, because of the Sharpshooters Battalion, where you can shoot people in the face with their characters if you want to. Um, so there's that. Colonel Hunter's size went up 10 points. No one cares. They only were a 4 1 army anyway, so give a shit. Like, if they didn't change the bugs, which they did, the Revenant Seeks went up 5 points. But that was the only legit build anyway. So, so that's Sylvaneth. Sylvaneth, Tree Lords. Tree Lord Ancient went down points. Amazing news. Uh, BC House didn't change because their book is coming out the week after GHB. It's the 14th of January for the GHB, which means pre-orders on the 7th, and then the 21st of January for Beasts, which means pre-orders on the 14th. I'm pretty certain. Yeah? Can't see the wood for the Tree Lords. Exactly. Uh, okay, so Blades of Corn. They've changed points all over the shop. Blood Warriors down 30 points. Honestly, this is exciting stuff. Like, they've made legitimate changes to some of these units. 10 wounds for 160 points on Blood Warriors, but they do have Fight on Death. No, wait, 20 wounds, because Blood Warriors are two wounds. Wow, for 160 points that have Fight on Death. That's pretty nice, especially with the new things you can do in the GHB, where you can fight in the hero phase. You can also, uh, and then, like, fight twice. There's so much stuff you can do with, like, a fighting army but they just need a good character that will stay alive near them, and that's going to be the problem. Also, there generally should be an uptick in shooting in this edition because of the Sharpshoot Battalion, and when shooting goes up, corn faces go down. They do little cries. They do little cries, and they get home from the game club, and they're like, oh, honey, how was your game? And they're like, like, babe, like, I just really want some skulls for the skull throne, but they always shoot me with all the arrows, and I just don't know how to stop it. And, oh, why didn't... Why don't you just go? Why don't you get them? Or oh, my arm is not actually very fast, so she, so she really tough. Oh, you just come on. We'll get you a we'll get you a nice cup of tea and we'll talk about it, shall we? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Just, just think blood for the blood god. Do you know what I mean? Like, be, be, <laughs> yeah, fucking tears for the tear god. That's what it is. Corgrass went down twenty points, and that is legit, right? That's legit. Corgrass down 20 points. Like, they're not good, but, like, they're down, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Just a hair shave three years now. Thanks, Kid with Sids, for resubscribing uh, so much. Uh, yeah, the uh, there's been some legit points changes, which has been nice. Scarblood Wrath going up to five points is the most funny, like, we thought we had to do something thing. Scarbrand went up 10 points. Why? Like, the army was like a 4-1-3-2 army anyway. Just leave them alone. Drop some points. Blood Warriors is the big one. 
I think Blood Warriors going down uh, 20 points is actually, uh, sorry, 30 points is actually really good. And they've really started to notice that they fuck stuff up. 30 points drops on Tree Lords, 30 point drop on Tree Lord Ancient, 40 point drop on the Turtle. Like they actually, because like, they, before this Battle Scroll update, ever, they would do 10 points up, 10 points down. That was a max. You might get a cheeky 20. That was it. They're actually making legitimate changes. Like, legitimate 40-point, 30-point changes. Are they enough? Fuck no. But, like, this is legit good. Like, legit. Like, Wrathmongers went out 5 points. Skull Reapers went down 15 points. Remember when Skull Reapers went down... Skull Reapers were 1.5% of the meta, and Corn were a 32% win rate, and they put Skull Reapers down 10 points, and I wanted to literally rage. I, like, I thought about it. I wrote poetry. I had little missives that I would send to my friends. It was, it was, it was the worst, right? Okay. Now, legit changes. 15 points. Is it going to change? You're still not going to take Skull Reapers, but like it's good, right? Also, they've made it so nothing is 15 points anymore, which is great. Okay, we love that. So they, sorry, no, nothing is any is any longer five points. They've put stuff down up or down, uh, so that it's now a round number. So we're back to ten point differentials because the five point differentials was fucking embarrassing. Also, probably because it was terrible for their math algorithm, whatever they use. Okay, disciples of each rage. Chaincaster up 10 points. No one's taking it anyway. Changing up 10 points. No one's taking it anyway. Zangor up 5 points. Legitimately heartbreaking. Fate Master down 5 points. Hilarious, because you would take him. He's great. Fate Skimmer. No one's ever going to take that, because it's pure trash. Gaunt Summoner on foot down 5 points. Gaunt Summoner on disc up 5 points. The difference is 5 points now. You can take the Gaunt Summoner on disc all the time, because you get plus 1 save, plus 1 wound, and move 16 inches. You're always going to take that. Um... Uh, and you're also not a champion, so like it's fine. And then a bunch of other stuff is just five-point changes. Other than Screamers, which is honestly painful that the Screamers have gone up 10 points. That's it. So, uh, can he be shot? Uh, the guy on foot can't be shot, but you're just not going to take him. Well, because people are going to take the battalion and just shoot the guys that can't be shot. If, like, someone wins an event where you, like, like I won because you couldn't shoot my dudes, they're just going to shoot all the dudes. That's That's my answer. Um... He knights as an Esh, some absolutely massive drops. 40 points on Desex, the Talon of Sanesh, the weird one that looks like a peacock. Uh, the Bladebringer Chariot down 35 points is excellent. Hellstrider's down. Shalaxi down 40 points is incredible, but why not just give her plus two attacks on her Soul Piercer weapon? She has a, a spear that you have to build and paint. Like, you have to do that. And then it's called the soul piercer and she's known as the best duelist in the game and it's got one attack that does d6 damage i don't want her to go down 40 points give her five attacks with that weapon right right no one spear one attack <laughs> sleep blade seekers are down 20 points that's legit um uh sinessa the voice of sinessa uh, Sinesa, up 10 five points Give a shit. Sigvald's amazing at 210 points. But Shalaxi down 40 points is, is useless. But the Keeper Seekers down 30 points is 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 a good start, right? Um, so, like, that's the thing. Right, anyway, uh, then we've got... Now we're on to Chaos really quick. Apparently I'm doing the entire the entire points change. So I hope my co-hosts are okay with that. Yeah, Rob, just crack on. That's fine. Chat, are you okay with it? Let's we'll do all the points. Um, this is just a quick first pass uh, on the changes. Um... Please do. Yeah. Okay, good. 
Uh, 50% of the time, they're 100% accurate. That's, that's accurate. Right, okay. So, uh, Nurgle. They put the Rockbringer Sorcerer down five points, which is perfect, because you're probably going to take them as a Galician champion in the new one. There's something called there's something called the uh, Rock uh, the rock Coven Sorcerer list, where you take three of them and you cast Endless Spells. And the Endless Spells, because they're cast by those wizards, they, they apply disease points out of range. It's super fun. You should absolutely run that list. I ran it before as a spare player at an event. I went 3-0. Let's go, Emma. Haha. <laughs> like, it's just great. Just great army. Really fun. Glockin went down 50 points. That's legit. That's amazing. 50 points. They're making 50-point changes. I can't tell you how excited I am that they're doing that. This is huge for Games Workshop. Huge for Age of Sigmar. I want to thank the team responsible. So, like, just go. Uh, Gotkin down 50 points is wicked. Grant and Klein one down 15 points is good. Rotigus and Nurgling down. Now, a lot of this I see as they think that they're happy with the level that the mortal side of it is. Specifically, uh, the Puskal Blightlords, I think that they feel comfortable that they're in a good spot. So instead of putting those up points, they're dropping everything else in the army to give themselves a kind of metric. They're like, right, okay, Nurgle's as good as we want it to be. We don't want the Puskal Blight Lords to go up any more points like it was in the last battle scroll, but instead, we'd like to see some more of these units played a little more. We're going to drop them, and we drop the Glockin by 50 points, drop the Great and Clean one, drop Rotigus. I think that's actually really exciting, because like they, they've created themselves a baseline, and then they're dropping underneath it. That's really cool. I mean, Blight Lords are up five points, but like whatever. Um, so all the Sylvaneth players already in six Galician Arch Revenants now. No, three Tree Lords, come on. No steam tanks. Uh, right, so Skaven. Hellpit Abomination went down 35 points. That's wicked. It's actually really good into infantry. Not that that's going to be very relevant in this copy of the GHB. But that's still great that there's a 35-point drop on that. Um, 45 points down on the Screaming Bell. Huge news. Absolutely huge news. Like, again, a massive points reduction on a unit. Really recognizing they've done something wrong. Same with the Plague Furnace. That's dropped 35 points. I think overall that's actually really exciting. Um, and Scritch Spike Claw, who was taking very often uh, in uh, a Skaven army, has also dropped down 15 points, which will make Jacob Brandon, who is over in the US, super happy. He's one of the only people I've seen running very consistently. Doom Flare down five points has got me very excited because you can take multiple Doom Flares and just do that kind of roadblock thing. No one's done it yet, but that's an amazingly cool list. So I love that as well. Gutter Runners down five points is literally mental. Um, I do not know why you would do that because there's a Gutter Runner Night Ridder build that's actually pretty good. So I love that. Help It Stonks to the Moon. We love that. Um, Acolytes are down five points. That's legit. Scryer Acolytes. Love that. Um, so, yeah, Skaven have done okay out of this. Ultimately, Skaven are, are like a 3-2-4-1 army, like as a cap, because they've got like a lot of randomization in some of their stuff. They also don't really have allegiance abilities, like really. And their sub-faction abilities don't really exist unless you take three characters. And you're like... Well, everyone else just gets free stuff and I can take one character. So they have this like overlapping multiple stacking problem. Um, but like, I, you know, the play claws down 15 points, but like they're dropping the points. So that's good because that's a fairly new release. So I'm really happy about that. So that's great. Next saves to darkness. Their book just came out. No points changes for those. Uh, next up is uh, Flesh Eater Court. So we're on to death. Okay. 
onto death. And there's some big changes here. Nagashi's down 55 points, which is good. Nagashi's legit. It's just very, very difficult to play. Are they just removing all the five-point increments? Yes, they are. But while a lot of these five-point increments are changing, Nagashi's still down 50 points on top of the five points he was. So, like, that's great. I personally think God characters shouldn't be in the game anyway, just, like, literally get them out of the game. They should be like Warlord Titans. They should be like 2,000 points and just used for narrative play. But no one else kept like... Well, I think some people agree with me, but some people don't. Let me know in the chat. Um, and then everything else is just five-point increments. That's it. That's it. Because they don't care about flashy courts because there's a new book coming. Like, coming soon. And if they don't care about an army, they won't do anything about an army. That's how it works. Okay, next up. Nighthorn. Black Coach, down 45 points, is stonks absolutely stonks there's a four black coach build it's not super good but what happens is you do damage with one black coach and it pings up the levels on the other black coaches then you use the other black coaches to to ping the damage and then refill the power on the first black coach so it's like one powers two three and four then two powers up one three and four and then three powers up one two and four and then the fourth one powers up the three previous so you end up with this like this kind of like fun overlapping ability they're only at 298 points now they're on a stupidly big base 170 by 105 mil so you can literally control the whole board with them but you normally would do that with something like Hex Wraith anyway. So, like, people have been running Hex Wraith lists. I saw Bill Souza in the US uh, do, playing that. I've seen Matt Goulds were playing it here in the UK. Where effectively, you run a bunch of Hex Wraiths up. You say to your opponent, you're not allowed to move out your objective because these are in your way unless you kill them. And if you can't kill them because you've got a four-upon rendable save and they just run away, then you're just pinned in the army for the rest of the game. Do the same thing with the Black Coach, but it's cooler. Cavalry or Coach. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of a big coach? <laughs> the gas down 55 points is good. Now, the big news. Uh, I agree, Rob. I liked, uh, like, I prefer the Primarchs name characters in Horus Heresy. I'd like to see more not name characters in God's Heresy. Yes. Um, the, the big news here, ladies and gentlemen, is the Craven Throne Guard. Who the fuck are they? Are you hearing? Are you asking in the chat? A unit of five, they're 90 points. They're the crossboos. They are the new crossboos that Games Workshop released. I don't know if they currently sell them as an individual pack. They sold them in a FOMO box, right? It's a unit of five ghosts with a crossbow, which, because the ghosts say boo, crossboo. I've explained the joke, it's not as funny. Crossboos. But they're now 90 points for five. So you can have 15 for 270 points. That's a lot of crossboos. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> right. Uh, right. There's loads of them. And you can take so many. Uh, you don't want to know how expensive they are for five to buy physically. Surely you can just get some old Sigma models, cl clip the crossbows off and stick them on the back of any ghost. Right, um, they do have a four plus ethereal save. Thank you to guy in the chat and a five up rally on the unit, and they're so cheap, so cheap, right? I, so many crossboos, uh, four plus four to hit, four to win. Ren one unerring accuracy, as the Gary's pointing out in the chat. You can build a you can build a crossbow army, right? The math is also pretty crazy. If you run enough, according to my sources, if you run enough you can potentially 
do as much damage as an ironclad, more damage than an ironclad for the same points value. Right? Auto hit on sixes. Yeah. They are sold individually now. <laughs> sold as ones. Anyway, okay, that's the big news. The big news is black coach and cross booze. That's all I'm going to say. Like, if you don't run them, you're a coward. Uh, okay, Battle Scroll, OCR Bone Reapers. My friend Ewan, the, the leader of my wargaming club, um, is going to be excited because Catacross is down 20 points, but he's still terrible, so screw him. Uh, Mir Kanan is down 20 points. Um, that's just because there's clearly people who are a fan of Owen. No one else runs Mir Kanan. Nagash down 55 points as he is in all of the lists. Uh, Vault Martin down 25 points. Um, so there doesn't seem to be... Death Riders are down 10 points. Still too expensive. Uh, the Death Riders, unfortunately. So not really what we would like to see from this, but we know they're getting a new book in the summer. So Necropolis Stalker's up five points because people used to spam them, which was hilarious. Uh, by the way, just run two units of nine. Uh, Necropolis Stalkers, go have the best time of your life. Great time. So it's a 510-point unit and just go and smash everything that you've ever ever played ever. Two times six has been great, good. Just good. Love that. So Black Grave Lords, big changes here. Uh, they've got no, no big changes. Oh, they put Manfred up 20 points. What a bunch of bastards. Just let Manfred be Manfred. Like, I, I feel if anyone is in Age of Sigmar all the time, it's Manfred. No one wants to play Luca Vi, the mother of nightmares. No one cares who Luca Vi is. Everyone wants to play Manfred. Putting up 20 points. It's the worst. Um uh, Manfred's expensive, yeah. It's, it's a shame. He's gone, up, he's gone up quite a bit at 20 points. Whatever. Uh, so no changes for Soulblight Gravelords, which is unfortunate. But they're in a kind of an interesting place in the new GHB because obviously they can bodyguard wounds off on other units. Bounty Hunters is gone. Bounty Hunters is gone. So you can take zombies and Graveguard without additional damage coming in. You can, like, you've got some really good options. Soulblight Gravelords power is up because Bounty Hunters has gone down, up and down. Graveguard stonks up, zombie stonks up. Also, all of the characters are able to pass wounds off to other units around them, looking at you, the Necromancer. So they actually make really good Galician champions, right? For holding objectives, doing battle tactics. So stonks are up on them. So I think overall, Soblike so like Gravelord stonks are upward, in my personal opinion. That's what I'm going to say. Because even if people take the ability to shoot your Galician champions, you can just palm off the wounds, right? And Kato's also great, but he can't be a champion. But yeah, Kato's great. I like Kato. Destruction gets no points changes, and that's because the new Gits book is on the way. Chat, it is the it is the it's the age of Squigamar. That's all I want is squigs for Christmas. Uh, but not actually Christmas, because Christmas is over. There's gonna be lots of squigs, is the point. Uh, so no points changes on squigs. Okay, we're looking at ogres, and they've put the iron blaster up 30 points. 3-0. Gluttons came down 5 points, but no one cares about that. Um, and they put Noblars up 20 points. So that's actually pretty significant. A 20% increase on Noblars is crazy numbers. Absolutely crazy numbers. They didn't put the Iron Blaster up percentage-wise as much as the Iron Blaster. Wild. Absolutely wild stuff. Yeah, But the Iron Blaster being at 200 points is fine. It should probably be even more expensive based on other artillery in the game. 30-inch shooting is dumb. The Noblar change was your fault. I feel 
vindicated. I feel like if we convinced them that it was actually... I like how they didn't FAQ the Noblars for people who are new. And for some reason, you've only you've, you listened to this show and you've listened this far. The Iron Blaster at launch at 170 points was as close to broken as Age of Sigmar's been in quite a while. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Silly behavior. Um, but me and the chat and me and the Twitter folk, me and the gang, we, we made out like Noblars were the problem. <laughs> and they have, and, and all they had to do was FAQ them so that they didn't do the damage in every movement phase. But instead they didn't FAQ them and they put them up 20 points. And that's very funny. Uh, 30 is a lot for something with under two months of play and now they can shoot characters at 106 points from the list. Hey, some noise you can do. Listen, I super agree with you that like maybe the uh, volume of data isn't necessary to make the change, but I feel like, not even anecdotally, I feel like you can just do a face read based on other units in the game. It should just never have come out at 170. Like 200's fine. Like, for what it is. Like, ge genuinely, I think 200's fine and could be even more. Like, it's legit at 200 points. Like, I would take three of those comfortably at 200 points. But you're right, they don't necessarily engage in being able to shoot at, um, because they can't be sharpshooters. But it doesn't matter, they're just going to delete everything else. Like, they're so good. Like, they're still great. And also, the Ogre Army still needs that, right? Like, I mean... Like and also while they're when they're paying attention to the Iron Blaster, they're not paying attention to the Frost Lord. Right? They're just leaving the Frost Lord alone on Stonehorn. They're just like, Oh, is he good? Yes, he's very good. Right? How many Iron Blasters they sold? A lot, I imagine. Uh right, okay, so then Uruk Warclans. Okay, some interesting changes here. Uh this beast skewer kill bow down ten points, whatever. Got Rippers down another ten points. Another 10 points or so, and we're getting into the you can take so much trash that it might be good territory of Warhammer, which is what you can do with the Gut Rippers. 150 points for, for 20 wounds, 5 up armor save. It's okay. It's okay. A good example would be, to put this in context, if you were to take 300 points of Gut Rippers, that would give you 400... Sorry, that would give you 40 wounds, which is still... 45 points more expensive than 10 pink horrors, which gives you 50 wounds. So they're still not the most points effective or efficient unit in the game. Um, but they do, they are a lot more killy, obviously. Um, you would pay 55 points for that damage. Um, it's how, like, that coming out of the Gut Rippers, because they legit can do a lot. Um, so yeah, Gut Rippers down for 10 points. Maybe another 20 points. Like, if they're not going to change their rules, I would have, again, I've said this last time in the Battle Scroll review, just drop them. Give them a four up armor save. Don't make it any cheaper. Just give them a four up armor save. It's a great start. That would have been really good. Um, that I mean, I would have loved that. The war chant is up five points. That's good um, uh, because he's going to be a great Galician champion. Uh, Savage Big Boss up 15 points. Who cares? Godric down 40 points. Still terrible. Uh, so you're not going to take that. I mean, it's nice that they've done a 40 point change, but you're still not going to take Godric at 40 points, uh, 500 points, because why would you? He's terrible. Um, so gets uh, sorry, not I mean, what I really like is that where are they? Where are they? Gorgrunters at 170 points, they feel like they've nailed it. Like they're like, this Gorgrunter's the one. So there we go. Uh last one, Sons of Behemoth. They've dropped the Beast Smasher and the Gate Break and the King Brod down. King Brod's down 30 points and Beast Smasher's down 20 points. Get uh I Giants players are always going to be really upset when I say this, but really your army should just be a bunch of models that can be allied into other armies. 
The problem is, and you're going to be looking at the new GHB and be like, I can't play my army in this one. And like, it's a super fair feeling to have. Like, you've literally been ostracized out of the game to play. But I personally don't think that's a bad thing because you should never have been created as an army in the first place. Like, you're so polarizing as what an army is. Like, if you were, like, forced to take man crushes, like, you can only have a big and the rest of man crushes, then, then maybe, because your army would be a little bit more in parity with how other armies play, right? But because your army is already such a skew army, like, the way it's designed and built, and again, I didn't build it, like, I just don't think it should be played, is what my point is. And, like, it's fine that it's not good, because, like... Like, it was weird that it was good. It was weird that it was ever good. Right, is all I'm going to say. I mean, the Mega Garden tactic is still just stand on objective and be a wound sink. Of course it is. And they've given them no other way to play. Anyway, and then they've dropped all the mercenaries down by 30 points. And the mercenaries are legit. Okay, finally, uh, Endless Spells. Oh, is this finally? Endless Spells? This is it? Yes, finally, Endless Spells. Uh, the Pendulum went up... Uh, sorry, Pendulum went down 10 points. Still terrible. Burning Head went up 10 points. Whatever. Uh, Geminids went up 10, and the Horogast went up 30. This is actually heartbreaking. Um, I banged on about the Horogast a lot. The fact that it used to be 40 points is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Most insane thing. Um, and then the Shards of Aligara down 10 points. Um, uh, and then... Uh, Shackles are down 10 and Grave Tide down 10. What's crazy is Portal hasn't changed and um, Cogs haven't changed. Now, Portal is probably going to be maybe one of the most taken Endless Spells in the game. Um, see the new GHB. The new GHB's got a new endless sp a new spell where you pick a you pick an objective within 12 inches and then you roll a dice for every unit within 6 inches of the centre of that objective and on a 4 plus they take D6 Mortal Wounds. You really have to think about that for a minute, but it's nuts. Every unit, four plus D6 mortal wounds within six inches is awful. Absolutely awful. You're going to just run, you're going to have to maybe run a character in range because you need to give them a plus one to hit aura or something, and it's just going to get spiked off the board And you just just because someone casts a spell. Uh, there are no watchable changes on the other spells other than, other than the purple sun is back to being the original purple sun. And I, for one, vote that we continue to use it as the original Purple Sun. That's what I say. All right, finally, Gotrek went down five points, but that doesn't really matter. But Gotrek's legit in the game. Like, legit. Like, absolutely legit. Um, uh, legit. Okay, so uh, that's the Battle Scroll changes as well. And that's it for today, I'm afraid. I know, chat and co-hosts. It's quite a short show for... The, the Monday hangout where we just tell jokes and just talk about stuff and you get to know us more as people maybe we talk about our personal lives maybe we talk about fun adventures that we uh, that we like to have along the way who knows that's what Monday shows will be in the future me and my friends just talking about the war game that we really like uh, yes check your channel um, so uh, chat uh, and YouTubers and podcasters. I hope you've enjoyed this show. It's probably not going to be, it's probably not going to be like the other Monday shows, but don't forget, I'm I, on a personal note, if you've listened this far, why would you have listened this far? Um, I'm making a personal commitment this year to uh, produce 
Um, I think I mean, this is going to be the year where I try very hard to try and produce the most professional content possible. So that means some of the content that I make is just fun, and I'm going to put that and say this is fun, and then there'll be some stuff like the current GHB review that's on YouTube, which will be really, really uh, content I've worked really hard to produce at a very high level so that it's of good use to the community and is worth uh, me being a content creator that people think is worth subscribing to my Patreon and other stuff. So there's these shows where fun and engaging and hopefully oh, maybe we'll learn stuff as well and there's other shows. So hopefully you enjoy all of the, the range of stuff that I'll create this year. If you don't, then fuck off. But if you do, then great. And I love you. And thanks very much. Uh, but always give me feedback, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Love you loads. For my co-hosts, I'd like to shout them out today. I'd like to shout out my co-hosts for being great. I love them. Um, and then uh, that's it. And oh, YouTube dudes. Thanks.